1: Welcome back to Mad Get Radio, episode number 40, if you can believe it. The show where we chat shit about Ninth Age and make unsubstantiated claims like we're the number one podcast in the world, because apparently there's no fucking evidence needed for claims like that. So we're second in the UK and number one in the world. But on who's tonight's show, well, apparently the Thunder Cops are not...
0: Uh, like, why did you talk?
1: I know, I just thought I'd jump in. Just talk, yeah. giving away the surprise for everyone who's tuned in.
0: Hey, how's it going? It's me. I'm back. I'll never be off this show. You can't get rid of me. I'm the third leg in your massive elephant tree trunk. Hi, how's it going? Thanks for having me on.
1: Always a pleasure. I mean, I did have a lovely intro for you, but... Oh, did you? Oh, fuck off. Yeah, I did. Really? Yeah. All right, give it to me. Give it to well, me. Give it to me. You kind of ruined my spiel, my... my. I, I think we should just cancel it all together. <laughs> oh,
0: no. no.
1: Just... A nice I, need to talk, I need to talk
0: to the people about uh, three instances of uh, of Maximized Role. They need to hear it, all right? So oh,
1: Okay. Well, on tonight's show, we're going to talk to Michael about three instances of Maximized Role. And uh, more generally, we're just going to have a good old catch-up about recent events, future events, and all things hobby, including a very brief overview of our trials and tribulations during the Noai team event. And to do all that, we are joined by the official sponsor of Madgate Radio, a man that single-handedly accounts for 73% of eBay's profit margin. It's Michael. His is that
0: article... Paul? Oh. oh, I was so oh. confused. I was like, what? Paul is an eBay store with more product than me? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> yes, please check out my eBay store, which still has nothing listed in it. Uh, make that trick um, at ebay.edu um and yeah we're going a year now with no products listed but please follow us i i have some shit i need to list you name it i've got it yeah you want some samurai i've got some samurai um i did offer him to henry henry p muller he fucking turned me down do you know what i mean so i mean i've been keeping him here for a fucking year so if you want a samurai starter kit i'll give it to you for like i don't want to sell it too low do you know what i mean i'll give it to you for
1: I'll give it to you for for 50 or less, all right? Just, um, well, this is like when you were trying to sell those Temple Guard for the exact same on price. Oh, Guillermo! Guillermo!
0: What are you talking about, Guillermo? That, that, that was a good price. Uh, uh, what I mean? You can... uh to, to, £2 a miniature. Like, yeah, they're fucking Temple Guard. Wait, wait, come on.
1: And as always, there you go, segue exactly number one of the night, I'm joined by my faithful sidekick, the man who keeps the lights on at MGR, because I'm unemployed, he is. No. <laughs> Bring it down. Uh, He's the Chris Redfield to my Jill Valentine. It's Paul. How's it going, man? Uh, I'm not sure I get that. Redfield? Yeah, I'm.
0: I'm googling it too. Chris Redfield. Who is the other one? How do you guys not know that? Jill Valentine. Jill Valentine. Chris
1: Redfield.
0: Re- Resident Evil. Well, we're not unemployed playing fucking Resident <laughs> Evil all day. <laughs> That'll be.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's probably fair.
2: I mean, like. Are they from the original game?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, gee. although Chris is in the new one. I was going to say Valentine rings a bell. So Jill's the main character in Resident Evil yeah. Three.
0: I do you know what I thought it was? I thought it was that guy who was married to Billy Piper for a while. Lawrence Fox. No, he's got like no neck. What's his name? The What's DJ? her name? I just said her name. Billy the ginger Piper. DJ. Billy Piper. Is he? A, he's got glasses. DJ. He was on. Um, yeah he was he's a
2: radio oh, Chris, uh, Evans, Chris Evans Chris
0: Evans that's not who are, uh, that's not who it is um, I reckon he's a computer
2: character I mean he could probably do with it with the job right what's he doing oh, these geez. days oh. not that we're going to pay him
1: he's but, in a fucking sadder state than I am <laughs> he needs the publicity um, okay we'll put it on the back burner uh, on tonight's show we apparently do have an agenda what? And uh, we're going to meander through a range of topics, uh, no doubt with several questionable segues in between. Uh, but before we do that, it's time for everyone's daily dose of Martin's salty sauce.
2: Yeah, baby. It's salt time.
1: So, today's salt mine comes from the lovely James McDonnell of Irish ETC Captaincy and Fame. And James is salty about the fact that the UK scene has apparently, and this is covert information, been infiltrated by the so called US Smash Meta. And by this, is basically the there's less emphasis now on movement and position. And it seems to be a lot of smash lists that people are just throwing at, at people and getting twenties, etc. Is sure it named
0: after <laughs> Potentially. And and or Kevin. Potentially. Yeah. Who yeah. was I speaking to? Um, I think it was you, Andy, who said the thing about these lists is that they there's no like you win with it, right, and you win well. But it's not commendable from either side of the table. You know, it's like you're not playing somebody who plays like that. And then after the game, you're like, you know what? That guy is a fucking tactical genius, right? You're you're just like, well, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this was definitely James that said that because I remember us talking. <laughs> 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 so I guess the, the first point is, do we agree that this is uh, a growing trend within the UK meta? And if it is, what do we do about it, if anything?
0: I mean, I don't. I'm not sure. I could win uh, with the twenties with a, a list like that. So <laughs> I don't know if I can offer any
1: insight.
2: So what we're <laughs> talking about here is just like lists that are all about pushing forward and going for the twenty, and so you either win big or lose big.
1: There's certain lists just now kicking about that seem to be very one-dimensional, and basically they're just going for for big wins all the time, and. I guess what, what James is suggesting here and what we've talked about um, off the air before is that that's grand because, you know, 50% of the time you're going to walk away with a 20 and 50% of the time you're not. But it just seems to be taking the skill out of the game a little bit. Where like I like those open.
0: odds, by the way. Um,
1: but it's like, I mean, Felix took a list when we were in Croatia, which was very much like that. And I think of the, I can't even remember, is it six games you play at ETC? I think it is, yeah. isn't it? I think you got 320s and three zeros or something stupid like that okay. So I think that's And this is, seems to be a big thing in the US And apologies to everyone in the States listening to this And is like who the fuck are these guys <laughs> I don't think they're
0: listening so <laughs> We are
1: well, We are very big in Minnesota I'll have you know
0: I want to hear some examples of lists, right So I'm going to postulate one right Because I'm still salty about it um, These seeker lists the all seeker list that just bundle towards <laughs> you, like is that an example of what we're talking about?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess that that would be. Because
0: uh... that's fucking ass. That is so fucking annoying. <laughs> it's like you can't get rid of any of them. There's fucking hundreds of them.
2: I mean, I played against Casimir's. Uh, effectively, it's Fraz's list, but Casimir was running that for a while in the Celtic League. And but I. But is that not guitar.
0: embarrassing to be like the tactical genius behind that list? You know, it's like you're in this. Arc it's like, it's like <laughs> I mean, I would comes... I think that's Somebody the comes... point, though, right?
2: Like, it's, these lists don't require tactical genius. It's just I know that's it's the thing. I how much people, can I take? The people playing them might be like,
0: "I'm such a fucking badass," and it's like, you know, they're in the they're in like the the general emporium or the general's emporium, and it's like, "Did you come up with the the seeker block mash list?" It's like, "Yes, I did," or it's like, "Yes, I did," or, it's like, yes, I did. or no, it's more like, "Um, oh, yes, I did. <laughs> smash <laughs> the smash it and It's okay. <laughs> it
1: seems like we're just making fun of Frazz
0: and for what I make I think I've Frazz's voice <laughs> Which I did very well. No, that's not a flank charge. I've got your front. <laughs>
1: um, Undeniable. I mean no, I I guess pretty good. good. I think it's been quite apparent over the last couple of events because Smashlists have done well. And But just, but then does that, that be-
0: not contradict uh, what you're saying? So where does the um they're, they're losing big. Come into that if
1: they have to. You know. That's what I'm trying to say. is but I think that there's been a bit of a correlation of people taking these kind of punchy like smash rush lists and some people not really knowing what to do against that. Mm. And they they let themselves get beat worse than they should. Because something like, I mean, the, the Seeker 3-box push, I mean, that's a nightmare to play against. And certain armies just can't deal with it. The Minotaur list is a bit harder. Oh, yeah. It. They've got stuff like, you know, they've got better magic support and things like that. The Feldrak push list is mm. another example. The the demons with the multiple units of hoarders, they just kind of push them up the middle. Those are the kind of examples. But... If that is the case,
2: um, I don't know if it is, but if that were the case that the American scene is is influencing what's happening in the UK, does that mean that it's it's like from the the, the top down, like it's the top players that are picking up on that and then they're bringing those lists because I don't think the average Joe is going to be paying attention to what's going on in the States or any other meta really if it's, it like a cultural,
0: it's like a cultural victory in Civ right, it's like if your tourism output is bigger than another country's culture, then you start to influence them right, so that's actually really interesting, it's like You know, you've got all these people pumping out battle reports in the States, and we have people here doing it, doing a great job, shout out to PTG, Proxy Table Gaming, but maybe there's a thing like, you know, for whatever reason, the American ones are better well-known overall, and then that's what, you know, when people are like looking at how are people playing with my favourite army, you know, you might watch Chai Hammer to get ideas about like Orcs and Goblins, or even, um, what's his name, uh, Segrim Alexander Schmidt, right? You know these people who kinda of know their shit about like Arsenal, for example, right? And then that's what you kind of you base your ideas on. And then maybe so maybe there's a kind of like transcendence like that. And the solution then is we need we need more battle reports in the UK.
2: But do you think, like, <laughs> do you, do you think the people that are producing content out of the states, they're all like basically using those kinds of lists? Because I don't think China. Yeah, has... I,
1: I don't. I don't think it's a case of like the US is directly influencing it. I think what he, what he's meaning there is just the general like the US scene is notorious for being very aggro, and those kind of lists. Are what does quite... that say psychologically about these people? But but like I mean, it's that's just a regional thing. I wouldn't read too much into that because like there was a period here where. You know the the saurian ancient avoidance was like all raining, and then the continent they were like, why the fuck are you guys playing that? It's shit. So I think that part of it's kind of regional. You know, you do kind of just play a certain way in different regions. But I think one of the big things is of why these kind of really aggressive pushy armies are doing relatively well just now is because range damage is poor, and there's not an obvious counter to those armies. Because if that comes up against a mixed arms opponent unless they really know what they're doing and they've got you know they're good with the chaff and things like that you know they will struggle i just think there's not a lot of kind of, it's the same with the single models kind of debate that we had a uh, few mm-hmm. weeks ago there's just i don't think there's a lot of clear kind of you know opposition builds to a lot of these lists. i don't know i might be wrong but
0: maybe the answer is just having a lot of chaff and just whittling it down i don't know
1: yeah. Well, I mean, Chaff seems to be going down across the board as well, like looking at recent you don't need
0: Chaff. Actually, I don't know. I'm an idiot. Don't take my word for granted. Um, I played James yesterday, and he had this Minotaur. Maybe it's the same kind of list as Minotaur list. And there was actually one point where I'm like, yeah, I wish I had fucking Chaff. So I don't know. Maybe you did. I mean,
2: chariots seem to get more popular just now, mm-hmm. which I guess kind of speaks to that kind of play style of being super aggressive. Yeah. I mean that was always Dan Thomas's thing, right? Like, you don't really need chaff if you know how to play the game properly. Yeah, but he's obviously Ooh. like, ninth age savant. Yeah, I think most people need chaff. <laughs> Is that a paid endorsement?
0: I mean, that's a funny thing too, because people say, you know, it's like you need chaff, and then it's like, I mean, I'm, I'm, and Martin, I'll say, I mean, he don't up to are in the boat where it's like, yeah, I obviously don't use it, right? Do you know what I mean? So then you're <laughs> you're spending more points on. A thing which you're hardly ever really using well, you know. So, people say take chaff, and it's like, okay, hey, it'll allow you to kind of cover some mistakes that you make, or buy your time, or you know, push an opponent into like a bad position, or whatever. But it's that way as well, where it's like, if you can't use it properly, then you know, the points that you've got on chaff, which individually might not be much, is then yeah, taken away yeah, from I stuff which you could just be using. Like, I mean, it's like pyro, for example. It's like, I remember, I mean, this could be wrong, I'm just Ah, uh, shooting air. If that's in the phrase, it is now. yeah. Spitballing, spit or shooting air. I'm thinking of shoot like shooting the, shooting breeze. Shooting the, shoot the breeze. Shooting <laughs> <laughs> the <What> breeze. <laughs> that took way too long to get <laughs> it. So this American insult. So I'm new making my own. Book. My yeah. own Big Dot. What's it called again? Saying, yeah. Um, what did I say? Shoot in the air. Shooting the air. Shooting the air. Otherwise, messing with your shooting attacks. Yeah, it's like I remember and I may be wrong, right? But it's like I had in my mind where it's that way where it's like, okay, I don't really need chaff if I have something that can remove my opponent's chaff. Like if I have pyro, if I have a pyro adept with the book say, then it's like, okay, I can kinda like whittle down this guy's shit. Like I can target weed dogs and whatever. And then in that case it's kinda like an even even field where it's like, well, he's not got any chaff, I don't have any chaff. So, you know, it's kind of just, like, who can get the charge that they want. But then maybe that's fucking dumb. I don't know. Because then maybe you're worth a charge and it's like, fuck, I need a wee guy to go in between and, like, veer off a big combat block or something.
1: I think people generally use chaff too early. And yeah. they, they yeah. Look, at, look at chaff as def- purely defensive rather than offensive. In terms of they think of chaff to cover mistakes rather than to create Opportunities. opportunities.
2: I think that's Um, something that just comes to experience. You learn how to use your chaff differently. I don't think I'd ever feel comfortable not taking a couple of pieces of dedicated chaff in a list. But there's the balance between every book does it differently. Some books can obviously pay for cheaper chaff than others. You don't want to spend too much points because then you just bleed points given easy (laughs) units away. I mean, just, just say my name. I mean, I know I
0: take a lot of militia, but just fucking
2: call it out. No, nah, I mean, your, um, your
1: tactic thing. of using goblin blocks as chaff is really good. <laughs> <dynamic. laughs> or, uh, or the heavy infantry. Yeah, uh,
0: I've done it twice <laughs> to James yesterday uh, just to fucking delay the Minotaur block, you know? What's the order called? On the double, you get March 12, and then you just try and fucking delay him, you know? And here's me wanting to use him for supporting attacks. I'm just using it to fucking delay a big blob of muscly meat, you know? But yeah, I mean but are, are goblin blocks chaff? Are chaff? I mean anything is chaff. It's like it's like frag. a pie is a pie. Do you know what I mean? Like like any unit
2: is chaff. Unit I mean I is, used like, I used my uh I played Kev last night and I got my map my uh, snow code down to one wound and that became chaff. At one point it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've used the Shrieking Horror as chaff before. Yeah. So I think
0: yeah. I used I don't know if I've used really anything impressive as chaff. I mean, I consider using the heavy infantry as chaff. I mean, there's um, a difference
2: between trying to, like, (laughs) save points (laughs) and just being, like... But that's actually... Is this a play if I just use, like... That's a good fucking idea. ...to bunker as
0: chaff? (laughs) That's a good idea, because, like... I mean, because obviously I'm, I'm doing Empire List at the moment, which I guess we'll come to why that is. But... Yeah, because the funny thing is, like, you know, we've got our chats, right? We've got our, our chats with the fellow jabronis and whatever. And, you know, as soon as you put up a list, or as soon as I put up a list, the first return or reply... Jeez, what's wrong with my English today? Fuck me. The first return I get when I send a miss you, return me, a miss... I mean reply, all right? But usually the first reply I get is from Martin saying, You need the chaff! You need the chaff! But now maybe, like, maybe my chaff can be any and all support units, you know? Cuz then you can you've got fucking March 12 on we fucking dudes and then it's like boom, they're in your way. <laughs> I don't I don't fucking
1: know. No, I mean they're scoring as well. Scoring oh my god, then that's great. fucking 2 for 1. But is bargain sometimes that doesn't work.
0: And, I mean, it's still... I'm going to be honest, like militia are fucking awful chaplain, And I don't want us to necessarily become like an empire chaplain. Like, I'm looking at militia and they can't take orders. They're slow as fuck. My fucking block of 20 dudes is faster. It's also smaller. And it doesn't have light troops. Yeah. But it's so got you're... March
2: 12. Yeah, but. I mean, March 12 is good, but yeah, I think you're probably. But it's not, not utilizing not the. The, the mechanics <laughs> in the book to its fullest if you're just throwing away your uh, support units.
0: This is why I don't comment on the Empire
2: thread anymore. It's Too much so, to pay man. It's full, it's full of people, people who...
0: Their ideas. Full, I mean, I'm going to do it. I think I'm fucking onto something. I'm not, you know, I'm not talking about how to replicate fucking Greek hoplite manoeuvres. Like, if we just our parent units like the Greek hoplites of AD 55 is like, nobody cares!
1: <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Fuck me a I mean, how much is a unit of heavy? I don't know why we're talking about empire now. Uh, okay, I've other, done the math.
0: It. I have done the math. Okay, so a unit of heavy infantry, one hundred
1: forty-five points, right? You won't so have how much is these days. One hundred
0: forty-five. One hundred forty-five. Fucking grand. And so let's put in a musician. Let's put in. Let's put in a standard. So it's one hundred sixty-five points for twenty dudes who can give you three ranks in a support charge, or they can chant. I mean, that's. That's fucking the same price as militia uh, with um, what do you call that thing? No, it's not actually the same price. It's twenty points more than, <laughs> than militia with uh skirmishers. That's fucking. That's pretty good. I hate how they massacred my militia boys. I'm not gonna lie. I hate it. Just want sixty man blocks of militia back. You know.
1: I, I don't. I mean, light troops chaff. It's obviously better than block chaff, but. Ah, we'll problem. see.
0: You're challenging me. I say, I'm going to change my list. I'm bringing all this <laughs>
1: chaff. Well, your current list has no chaff in it at all. Yes, it does. It's got two. It's got two writers. So good yes, time. it does.
0: It's got a 500 points. <laughs> <and four. laughs> like, turn five, like I'm going to take out all my characters. <laughs> and
1: I've got Start throwing characters. them
2: out. <laughs> see that BSP, You think I brought him for the fucking reroll? I didn't. He's <laughs> oh, dead. no.
0: It's like, yeah, somebody's like, you know that guy gives you a reel? I said, like, what? What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> I didn't buy him an upgrade. He's
2: going to buy a BSB <laughs> so he can put the triple march banner on him so he can fuck off with the unit. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a bad idea.
0: You Yes, laugh. it is. It's, I'm gonna bad idea. That is. it's for Empire, dude. No, that's a great fucking idea. No, it's actually not, because um, who was that I seen said this? I can't remember. Maybe it was like Mr. Mosavig. I think it's Swedish, so I think the pronunciation should be Miesda, Mersavik, 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 I think it's a Swedish. Okay, so what would they say? So BSB, you wouldn't need them on a horse, right? So BSB, triple march banner, and then that's going to be chaff, right? I'm going to tell you why that's a good idea, right? Because what you can do then, you take a divination master, right? And then you take a wee adept,
1: or
2: you're an apprentice. In your list just to use this BSB as a chaff piece. Yeah, why are you still...
1: using a BSB as chaff?
0: I mean, dude, that's like 15 inches, and that's a single dude. He can go fucking Yeah, it's also or... like fucking 400 points at least. No, it's not. BSB, is it as... BSB is 150, isn't he? 150, and then you're giving him triple march. And how much is that?
1: So... that's like 35. Yeah. And yeah. You've got oh go my like god, off. this
0: guy is great. He's
1: like. And then
2: you get the bonus for killing him because yeah, he's exactly. BSB.
0: Oh, yeah, fuck. So that's going to be two 200- and... Oh, yeah, right, can <laughs> three and
2: Yeah, I forgot about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so scrap
1: that idea. <laughs> I love how that's that's recorded now. Everyone's going to... Everyone's, everyone <laughs> in the bank.
0: <laughs> I am here for your amusement, kids. Uh, what James are you? is going to hold this against me for my... Yeah, but, well, we've not even answered
1: James's question. <sighs>
0: What was the question again? Um, these big smashy guys. Right, okay, here's my solution. right? Um, Actually, that was not enough time to think of a solution. I was hoping that in the period I said M, I would come up with something. Um, that here's the thing though, right? See, if it's so 50-50, then it seems to me that one should be able to play well against it. I think Andy, you're right. That, like. Yeah, but
1: this is it. It should be 50-50. Oh, should be. But I think, A, there's certain players that are just rolling over to it. And B, I don't think the things that normally
2: counter those kind of lists are not particularly prevalent in the field right now. I mean, even, I think... like, talking about, like, the Seeker spam, like, I played against Casimir when he ran that, and I had a gun line, and I still lost. I killed all the Seekers, but then fucking rough. his shooting was as good as my shooting, because he just filled core with, like, little MSU units and, like, copters and stuff. So you can still pump out range damage with those kind of lists. So it can be quite hard to. Is this a boring list, would you say? The Seeker list? Yeah. I don't think anyone looks at playing 70 odd Seekers and thinks. Okay,
0: 75, okay, so hold on. 210 plus 110, that's 220. And then you'll give them like full command, why not, right? 350? Wait, you can also give them fucking Vanguard? Yeah, that's the point. Oh, that's fucking ass! Hold on. (laughs)
1: That's seventy-five points. Then Michael, you've that's, at least, you've definitely played this list. I
0: played three it like times. two years ago. Oh yeah, that's shit, man. That's fucking
1: boring. <laughs> but like, I don't think stuff like the secret <laughs> list obviously isn't the problem because they're not winning events. I think the point more generally is what happens. So where are they losing though? Because they're coming up against players that know what to do. Yeah,
0: mm, like Fraz and Tanka, is that
1: right? Sure. Tanker I mean, is Fraz's bane. Is this where I you're going to bring up that you got 10-10 against Tanker?
0: Oh shit! I totally forgot about that. But I did um, I did draw against. Uh, so. It's a feat none of the wildlings have been able to replicate. Did you play so... that
2: game, or was like was he ill or something?
1: <laughs>
0: dude, dude, don't try and you know snatch my great victory from me. And oh was Ed, this? Oh, was Ed this Ed beat the Tanker
1: uh... the other week? In the... No, he didn't. Yes, he no, did. No, he didn't. Yeah,
0: I want to see the recording because that's the only kids. that's the only thing I have over it is me drawing Phantom. Was well, this the game that
2: your scrap wagon killed his chosen lord?
0: Oh no, that was in Tommy Tommy.
2: Uh, oh, was that Tommy? All right. Well, that Tommy
0: story's Tucker. definitely
1: been told about four times in the podcast. That's a great, that's
0: story. A great story. That's a great story. That's a great anecdote. If you never think you'll you'll amount to much in life, then I always just
1: think about the the grotling who killed the
0: the chosen lord. So.
1: I mean, you're also the number one um, Orphan Goblin player in Scotland right now, aren't you, Michael?
0: Is that true? Oh man, that's great. Uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes it's just the little things that you're not thinking about, and it's like, holy fuck, that's great.
1: So I'm going to call that topic not answered, <laughs> and say that there's just definitely just get good, James.
0: It. Just get good. I mean, that's James, just so Robert, basically.
1: basically. <laughs> um,
0: I mean, James, they, I fucking bet you. I mean, what the fuck is going on, man? <laughs> Although James did smash me last night. so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I,
2: yeah.
1: uh. I definitely think there is an increase in the aggro list, though. I don't think, like, I don't think they're necessarily unfun to play either. Unfun uh, to play against I, or unfun to play. Unf, unfun to play against. I just think that, like, I can get why they're frustrating because it's kind of just like you push it forward. And there's some folk that, you know, some list that you just can't deal with, so you're just losing, and it doesn't feel like there's much of a game element there. But then sure. it's the same thing for, like, gun lines. Like, sometimes you just play yeah. against a gun line, and you just get shot off. Or just when it's a mixed-arms game, they have that one phase where
2: everything mm-hmm. goes mental, and you lose. So, I don't know. If if James is under the impression that the meta has shifted a little bit, and it seems to be adopting these more aggro lists, what did, did he say, what, in his opinion, is a more traditional UK play style? Well, def- has it changed from? I'd-
1: I definitely agree with him and that there is definitely a shift. And I think that that there are more aggro lists cutting about just now. Part of that might be the kind of UB thing where people are just wanting to try something. And, you know, that seems to be the, the current spice. But I think what he's saying is that, you know, there seems to be, because those lists are increasingly prevalent, things like moving and positioning are becoming less important because mm. you just, you know, throw a block at something.
0: Right, really, okay. that's to the detriment of, like, these top-end players that you mentioned, Paul, because, you know, then you go to something like ETC, and then, you know, you're just like that meme, like, ha-ha, unit go peer-peer, you know, and it's like, you know, somebody then just moves in a way, seemingly banal, or would have been banal, like, a while ago, and it's like, oh, fuck, what'd I do? And I think
2: they're push- the really good teams at ETC, if someone just brought a netlist and pushed it forward, they would probably know what to do against it. Yeah, right. I but I, think, I mean,
0: like in the UK, would do you not think it might like lead to like a, a, I don't know,
2: like lessening standard if that's kind of what what the meta kind of revolves around? And I don't know. I think there's always I think people will always gravitate towards what is considered to be strong, and it, it won't matter what the net list is. People will still take it, and then the meta will adjust to offset it. But are again, we playing I, the game wrong? Because I don't think we. Really do that? Well like I, I know what Andrew's saying, but certainly with things like certain lists that are maybe like single model heavy Like we, we kind of thought there would be a bigger shift towards art- artillery by now and there really hasn't Yeah, I don't know if, if people that traditionally just brought a lot of gun lines just know that they're shit <laughs> and, that, and that they're just too swingy
0: But then that's an interesting segue to another topic because at this team event not to necessarily jump over but in, in the team event the official but not true Scottish team had just shooting lists, is that not true? <laughs>
2: <laughs> right, okay, well, yeah. We'll, that's too we'll good of a segue on. not to go with, so yeah, that's the yeah, roll we'll,
1: with it. So, wait a minute, Sound soundbite time, main topic of the show. Magic radio.
0: Main topic of the show.
1: You're the one's better. Okay, Aww. so sorry, Michael, you were saying shooting lists. <laughs>
0: uh what was i saying yeah so no just paul was saying that you know these things are dog
2: shit um and then I said, like, well why did why did everyone in that team bring one i don't think they're nope. dog shit. i just think they're they're swingy and i think in a team environment that's fine because you're you're pairing into what you hope to be favorable matches right but for a singles event i think lists mm. tend to be a little bit either more yeah, well-rounded yeah. or more pushy because combat will be inevitable Either way, right? So maybe the meta's just gotten itself to, in a position where it's like, well, combat. If you can dominate close combat, then you're onto a winner. Yeah, I agree. It'd be
0: great yeah. if you, it'd be amazing if you had a game that had no close combat, wouldn't it? Like, what <laughs> happened in that game?
2: Well, two Sylvan Elf players just playing each other and they're just checking each <laughs> I'm gonna get a
0: pew pew over here, uh, and I'm gonna return with my pew pew here.
1: I think that like combat is strangely the least swingiest of the phases. Oh. There's so many combat buffs and things with magic, and I uh, obviously combats do swing, but in terms of things like it to shooting, like because of the shooting rules just now and because terrain and because, you know, there's so, you know, witchcraft and shamanism and hard target and all this shit, like sh- shooting lists just generally aren't consistent enough. And where they are consistent, it's the mass, you know, of shit. It's you know 130 strength three shots because I got a
0: lot of goblin
1: bows. You, you'll just you'll do it, but so I understand where they were going for the. Met. I think they're absolute shitebags for taking four gunlines to a team event, and they've done this before. <laughs> so Ed, if you're listening, you're on a fucking shugly peg, man. <laughs> they do not represent the Scottish. They do not community
0: or scene. So filthy bastards. Um, I mean, I've got some gorgeous mortars, but they're just. You know, there's just, you can't rely on them. Some stuff is a bit different, right? I mean, again, it's like you get, if you have like, if you have like one shooting unit, right? So I quite like, for example, 20 handgunners with the marksman's pennant, right? And suppose you're rolling like, Cosmology Master, Divination Adept, right? Then what I often do and have done is like, you get, you know, Altered Sight off, you get um the rerolls to hit, what's it called? Um, but you get that off in that one unit. And it's, like, that then becomes quite reliable, you know? But, again, it's, like, it's very dependent on do you get the buffs off? And, you know, if you're rolling those lords, you maybe have some other things which are a bit scarier, right? Like, ice and fire or whatever. But it's also, like, you know, it's also not something that's going to go through the whole game. Do you know what I mean? Because, again, as you say, when combat comes around, then it switches to that. I mean, that's a particular example. And, and, And I say that really just to kind of elucidate where it's, like, these things can be made to work. In aspects, but as soon as you take the whole thing, then as you kind of allude to, it's like you're really just putting a lot of shit on something, and it's like, okay, I'm hoping that through weight of numbers, I get something rather than something more balanced.
1: But I think I think a lot of players have this kind of like affinity to mixed arms balance lists, and I just think generally they never perform exceptionally well. Like all the big heavy hitting lists are skewed in some sense to do a certain thing, and like. But although, having said that, I think that if you look at the Scottish Championships and you look at this event, the Noai Empire have actually done pretty well with the last two events. And I don't know if it's maybe because they've got a bit more of the, the tool set to deal with stuff like the really aggressive lists
0: They do? Do you need, do you need to share this this intel with
1: me later? Well, like, like Mast... You know, shit shooting, which it actually isn't shit because you've got orders, you've got cosmo, yeah. divination, they've got magic missiles, they've got blocks to hold stuff, they've got the steam tank that can hold stuff for days, mm-hmm. they've got Griffin lords to, you know, give them mobility. The chickens are shit and shouldn't be in anyone's list. Um, <laughs> I think that, you know, metas do kind of swing as well. Sure. So yeah. is this just a phase? But anyway. We should probably recap for everyone the No I uh, Team event. So there is no I in
0: team, but there is an no eye, eye in pie. There's an no I in meat pie. Uh, the anagram of meat is team. Uh, that's a quote from Sean, uh, Sean is Dead. For anyone interested, um, there you go. Yeah, that was pretty good. No, I know. I a lot of the movie off by heart.
1: Still single, yeah.
0: <laughs> Takes a puff of my cigar. <laughs> I need to watch some more Humphrey Bogart to get back in the game. You no,
1: know. you don't.
2: Shit,
0: you got a dame there. What he says? Uh, What's the name of the guy in Casablanca? The French boy.
2: Never That's seen. Is it Louis?
0: You, what? What? Are you serious? Oh my god! I sorry, uh, sorry, I've
2: had better things to do over time than watch Casablanca. Oh my god!
0: You're fuck, It's a fucking sad movie. Anyway, um, but the guy's name is Louis, it's like Louis. I think to his that of a beautiful friendship or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, I need to get up. Fucking peacock cock. No <laughs> a peacock coat. A peacock coat. Or is that what they're <laughs> Yeah, it's a Friday and slip right there. Um, just to clarify, I would like to get well I don't I don't wanna get it, but you know, I'm I'm following in few steps of the great. So I need to get a peacock No, I need to get a peacock coat. Not a peacock cock. Oh my god, what if happened? Maybe I should call my doctor, I'm slurring my my words and Jesus. I've got like vocal dyslexia. But yeah. Anyway, so no eye and pie event. What's going on? No I and pie event.
1: Uh, that's a lie there is, isn't there? So. <sighs> Paul and I played on Tim Tony <laughs> with uh, Fraz and Martin.
0: AKA the True Scottish
1: team. Hashtag the Falklands belong to Argentina. <laughs> What do they do, don't they? <laughs> oh, what are they called? The Mulvinas? Mo- is that what it is? Oh. Martin's shouting this at the. I could just hear him already. Yes, yeah, so already play... the door, come to your house. And we'll very briefly go over what we took and how we did. Uh, Paolo, you go first. What did you take? How did you do? Uh,
2: so I took on the role of designated gunline. We yeah, for in army. Yeah, I was the shite. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So basically pyromaster, bombardiers, mercs with pistols, poison shots, and then a couple of blocks, a couple of catapults. It was all right. I mean, I probably should have uh, practiced with the list before the event, but it <laughs> probably would have been useful.
1: Um, you were taking this very seriously. as you. you were yeah.
2: There. I think, I can't remember the time, but I think I was I was chatting to you about lists, and it was like after 10 o'clock or later the night of submission. Don't like me. Trying to trying to decide on what the fuck I should take. But yeah, I think the list itself is fine. Like for what it's supposed to do, I think it does it pretty well. But um I'd say it was a pretty mixed tournament for the list for me. Like I got I got <laughs> my first two games, got some, a couple of good pairings and just fucked it up. <laughs> um got two small losses and then I went on to get two more substantial (laughs) losses and then managed to bring back some semblance of uh, respect with a big win in the last round so finished on 41 points so not great but it is like joint 49th i think so about middle of the pack because i think there was like 70 odds players at the event so that last game really um was a good consolation prize mm. for a pretty uh, mixed tournament, but it was good. I mean, it got five different armies to play against. Played against a couple of people I um, hadn't played against before, so that was really nice. And they were all pretty chill, um, nothing too serious. So that was good. What were you? I rocking? obviously two vampires. I
1: took my singles list because <laughs> I didn't want to write another list. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I did the list that I've been playing and tweaking in the Celtic League, which is our uh, independent vampire on the dragon with uh, archaeology and occultism because it's filthy. Uh, necro, uh, adept on evil. Two blocks of skeletons with spears because they're the best core in the game. Uh, unit of zombies, two altars of undeath, black coach, four vampire knights, and Shugenora, and a unit of bats for chaff. And I had five really good games. I played against four of the five opponents that I played. I'd never played before. Uh, but it was a bit of a mixed bag. So I played James round one. He uh, was using ID, which was a ten ten, which I was very pleased with because it was a bad matchup. Uh, the second game I played uh, Jordan Davis. Uh, it was really lovely, had a really good game. He was using Ox and Goblins, which was a narrow win to me. Third game I played Amit, which was another really good game. Uh, Amit was lovely, and he absolutely fucked me over. Uh, it was 19-1 to him, despite the fact that I think I texted you guys on turn three, I was like, I'm going to fucking 20 this boy.
0: <laughs> yeah. can, can confirm, this text did come in.
2: Um, it was looking really good until it wasn't. I think you were quite unlucky though, weren't you? You failed like a, quite an easy charge, and then it just changed the game. Yeah,
1: I, was, I had like, stuff at the backfield that felt really under control. And then I failed a seven swift stride with the dragon. So he landed in front of a big scary unit, which wasn't ideal. So I lost the dragon and I pushed too hard to try and recover and ended up losing more when I should have just sat off and accepted that the chance was gone. But anyway, I played... Oh, no. Name. Warriors player... Nick. Nick Yeah, Thank you. Uh, another lovely game. Nick was incredibly unlucky and I won big because he can't make break checks. I played like dog (laughs) shit that game as well. And then my final game was against uh, James Ledward, who was my dark horse pick for TSC. Because I liked his list. And we had a really good game, but I felt that was a really good matchup for me and I just didn't get it. I let points slip
2: away. What was he playing again?
1: Sylvan Elves. Ah, right, okay. But you just played like exactly how you should have played in a bad matchup where just like everything was just running away from me. Yeah. Uh, And then he managed to pick up a lot of points in the last two turns, so fair play. But yeah, like five really good games. Really enjoyed it. Good variety of lists as well. I was on course to do pretty well in terms of points, but I think I finished on like forty-eight or forty-nine. So a bit disappointed to not at least hit average. And how did you do as a team? We did bad <laughs> question mark. Middle question, of the pack. Maybe. Yeah, it was about wait a minute. I should
2: have checked this before we started recording. I mean we, in we, true we
0: drabroni fashion.
2: We never got capped in any of our uh, rounds. Yep. So we weren't one of these teams that just did shite but still got thirty points. <laughs> we earned our points. Yeah, exactly. Wink, we wink. got
1: we ended up getting overtaken by teams
2: that got capped. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we should. How have did
0: that's not that is not on. I want the committee to look at this for next event.
1: Um. So we finished fifteenth out
2: of eighteen. <laughs> All right. Okay. So not middle <laughs> of the pack. <laughs> Far off middle of the pack. Probably pretty... shouldn't have checked. You should have just been happy with that. How embarrassing!
1: Oh my God. Yeah, that was pretty bad. But
2: yeah, it was good fun. Um,
1: I think it's fair to say that you be fatigue hit about round
2: two. I mean, it's a yeah. long event, right? Like these UB things, they go on for yeah. weeks, and albeit you get paired into your round, and you've got a week to play the game, but you're you're always thinking about it. So you've always got something on your mind, and when you've got other games on the go and, and things, it, I think they do drain quite a lot. Mm. It wasn't long after the Scottish event, is that right? The yeah, Scottish it was basically there. right after
1: it. I think we had a week or something free. Yeah, that's quite a lot. But yeah, thoroughly uh, enjoyed the games. I just felt that, I think, and Amit and I were actually talking about this in our game, that the UBs just getting to me a bit, I think. But now, at least in Scotland, things are starting to return to normal, so yep. physical games will resume next week, which is cool. Yep, very exciting. Um, so yeah, were there any kind of key takeaways from the event, Paul? What did you think? Oh, actually, sorry, shout out to the winning team. Um who I absolutely know and don't need to log back into Tourney it to check. Uh first place was Kicks to <laughs> four point five K, which was uh basically England B, which was Rory's team. Second place was No ID, which was England A, basically. Third place was the New Zealand Exiles. Who Team Ireland came eighth, well done. Team Wales came ninth. Uh
2: and the other team Scotland came twelfth. I mean it was a good event in that I like team events. I think that adds a lot to the tournament experience. It's always nice being able to chat through stuff and, you know, have people on your team tell you that you did shit wrong and (laughs) you don't don't know what you're doing. You
0: need a chaff. You need to (laughs) chaff. From the man who can't (laughs) chaff. Probably didn't
2: do ourselves any favours. I mean, Martin was playing uh UD, which is the new army for him. So I don't think he was expecting to like. And lot cared for himself
0: as usual.
2: I mean, that claim was made. I don't know how valid. I know. I'm expecting. just, I'm just spitting what Martin said. No, I know. It's funny. <laughs> it's funny to bring it up because I know we'll just have a go at Martin.
0: We've all been you there. Know. We've all been there. This is this is the chat people get at team events. So everyone will be relating. Like, yeah, I know a fucking guy who who does
1: that. And it's so, like, yeah, it's just. It's part of the drama, which makes it fun, you know. You can't really pair for yourself in a four-man event, though.
0: Um, I mean, I don't know how to pair, so.
1: I know how <laughs> to yeah. pair, but I don't know how to
2: pair,
1: so. I actually think our parents were, and this is going to sound bad because we did so poorly, but I think our parents across the event were very good.
2: We but just didn't that. get the
1: result that we were yeah, going Yeah,
2: I mean, really, we should just be empo- employed to pair for people that know how to actually, like, assess games we'd yeah. probably be able to get them good matches I mean there's
1: definitely an argument there that our parents were wrong and the reason we were good at pairing was because the parents were wrong but uh, yeah not not the finest moment for the Gibronis. so any kind of big takeaways for you in the list Paul moving forward how did you find the gun
2: Yeah yay or nay as I say there's nothing majorly wrong with the list I think it does what it's supposed to do pretty well I would tweak certain things in the list I think if I wanted to run a dedicated gun line I would have been better taking cult leader on the BSB just because with that many drops playing wide can be quite difficult especially when you're playing against shit with terror and i guess that's why the crown on the shaman is a fairly common thing in certain lists yeah although not in the uk but yeah, yeah. Um, just to get discipline nine in the list because there's only you can only get discipline nine on the great can in the book so i think that's why people do, just take the crown on the the crown always scares me as an I am. Like, I don't think I've ever yeah. taken it because so I'm like, I just don't want to take that risk. Yeah, because if you're only taking two characters, your shaman will probably be at least 500 points, probably closer to six when you take all the gear on him. So potentially losing him and losing a 1,000 points is huge, especially I think with ogres. One thing I've noticed with playing them, like you can lose your whole army, but if you keep your characters in, in your two blocks alive, you'll only lose 2,000 points. So if you're still taking points from your opponent, you know, you can actually still afford to lose certain things because a lot of the other accessory units are still fairly cheap. So yeah, to me that seems quite that seems quite risky, but um, it's definitely legit. I mean, you could do that and you could put cult leader on him as well. So you yeah. could have an eighteen inch discipline nine or discipline nine general with eighteen inch Ruro. So I think that would be better for more of a kind of a static gunline build.
0: But no, what did bad. you make of the um, bombardiers? i know
2: you hadn't really played with them before yeah they're good i mean the d6 shots are are pretty scary because when you do get that spike it's it's a lot of potential damage that you can pump out um you're hitting on fives for the majority of the time so that does take away from their potential but i mean i would just i just had two units of three and i think Mm -hmm. for their cost they're like very good value and i think if you're not taking pyro I think not taking a couple of units of three as a means of softening things up or just removing chaff so your magic can do other things. I think I think that's a good idea. They're pretty cheap, right? Like 180 yeah. points or something like that? Yeah. So if you take a musician, because you've got quick to fire, you can move six. Um. So you've effectively got like a 30-inch range without taking the, the movement penalty. So yeah, for, 180, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. for 180 points, is really good. And just acting as like little um, platforms for your shaman to bounce around in, if you want to move them along your line, if you just stick a banner on there as well, then yeah. that's really good. So, no, I think I, I can see the value in the bombardiers. Um, a lot of the lists I'm running just now do have two units of three, so I definitely keep them in the list. I really like the BSB build. The pistols with Viper's Curse and Spine Splitter, is just a really nice combo. I definitely so use that again. What's that? The... um? poison, and... Yeah, so you get four shots, you always hit on fours, sixes are poison, and they're AP too. Uh, and you get poison in combat as well. And then with Spine Splitter, when you charge, you get plus one attack and plus one strength and plus one AP. Okay. So if you take if you take the Great Can, when you ch- well, sorry, when you take the Can, if he charges, you've got six attacks, offensive skill six, strength six, AP three, poison. So with the change on the magic items, you can take Viper's Curse, and you can take Essence and Mithril, so you can still have a 2-up armor. Okay. So, res 5, 4 wounds, 2-plus yeah, yeah, armor it's pretty save. Pretty decent. You're less than 400 points on that build. Yeah, nice. was nice, so nice, pretty nice, good. Nice. So I like that build. So there's certain things that I ran for the first time that I really like. So it was good learning experience. And getting to grips with the shooting phase as well is nice, just because it's not something I've really had to worry about before. So. <laughs> your list that you ran you were saying is is pretty much the the same list that you had been using but you did change out the spawn for the chicken horror right that was a relatively new thing
1: yeah so the the horrors and spawn are gone because are dog shit i at the same time i saw i ran this variant of list and then in the league i tried alchemy it's okay the evil and the um and the necromancer and it just wasn't working i think was just better He's an adept, right, in that list? Yeah, so the idea is that the, the vampire count on the dragon is basically like a mobile gun platform with occultism, and then he can obviously go in and, and beat stuff up in combat as well. Yeah. Um, and the general is the necro, so that you know if, if things do go wrong with the dragon, your necros should still, in theory, be safe, despite the fact yeah. that I lost them in two of the five games. I think you keep um, your bubble as well for the for the Yeah, exactly. And like the coach is there for for the horror and stuff moving about. Like, I think that the, the the list worked really well. The altars are are very good. I like them, but they are quite swingy because there were games where you keep the altars alive into turn four, five, six because that's when they start doing higher damage, ups because their their range damage linked to the the, the turn of the game. And there was there was times where you were keeping your autos alive in turn five and six and you were just rolling one or two for your um, range damage yeah. hits and it just feels like you've spent a lot of points and you know a lot of game effort to keep those things alive and there was games where it just didn't pay off. Mm-hmm. But I think
2: I mean there's still a toughness five four four-up regeneration chariot. They're still good. Your Matty P's triple pod theory for his EOS that he talks about sometimes. Like, ironically, your vampire list does that better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can have three mobile elements of the of the list that doesn't care about, like, fear and terror.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, like, the when I added in the horror, like, he was a bit of a revelation, to be honest, because he, he gives you another hard-hitting unit that isn't as fragile as the spawn. Uh, so I, I really like the list. I think it's solid, and it's something that I'll, I'll continue to, to play around with. The um, skeletons and core have been another revelation. So I've been using them for the last few months. I heard and the ghouls
0: are the best core.
1: Um, whoever told you that was a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, ghouls are good. I mean, Michael and I were talking about this the other day with uh, James. But uh, ghouls are good. But a big unit of ghouls costs 600 points. And you can get two units of 40 skeletons for that. And they just they're just dependable. They'll just hold stuff up and they'll hold objectives. And, like, you know, if your opponent goes to the effort to try and kill 40 skeletons, you're like, well, well done. There's 380 points. Mm. Don't actually give a fuck.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You've run skeletons before in previous lists. You just haven't been running the two blocks, right?
1: Yeah, so I have before, and I've tried buses before, like combat res buses. Yeah. Whereas this, they're not really... You take the spears and normally they're deployed in six or seven wide. Mm Mm-hmm and they're basically just holding objectives and supporting stuff and they, they just work really well because they're always dependable and then sometimes they actually kill something and you're like yes lads well done <laughs> so yeah i think i really like the list um i am tempted to tweak it a wee bit but i'm trying to fight that urge because i've just painted up the dark coach and i've just mm. just about finished the altars, and i'd like to play it on the table <laughs> for a little while yeah that's all that effort um, well, I mean,
2: you've you've effectively been playing the same list for a while now, and yeah. that was probably why you did so well in the team event, was just because it was a list that you knew how to use. Oh, ironically, so, I didn't do that well in the team event. But well, you, well. You, well, you got a couple of good rounds, right? And you were yeah. just unlucky when you lost big. Like, it wasn't anything, like, you, d- you didn't make a mistake because you didn't know what you were doing with the list, right? It wasn't like those kind of errors,
1: yeah, I mean, Great I think that the game I played worst was the game
2: against Nick, and that was the biggest win, just because Nick can't roll dice. Yeah, um, I mean, that's just the game, though, right? You can't. None you can do about your opponent's bad luck, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I really. I, the, the list is a lot of fun. How many um, points is your dragon, by the way? I want to ask you this, because I played against uh dragon last night. thousand, one hundred
1: and fifty, I think. I can
2: double check. He's something like that. Right, okay. Why? Well, I was playing against Kev last night for the Celtic League, and he was running his Chosen Lord on a dragon. Oh. And that's just shy of a thousand points. And it is nowhere near as good. He was running a Sloth Dragon, so it's res seven. Okay. So that's very good. Yeah. But against range, it doesn't matter, because you're still hunting for sixes. Yeah. He wasn't running Burn Important, and I think there's an argument there That burn important guy on dragon is legit, but there's no way to heal him. And even if you take Dark Prelate, which Kev has, you've got two bound spells, and that's it—that you can only cast on yourself. So it's not a master of occultism that can do damage from range and heal itself. Yeah,
1: I mean, although your dragon is more
2: expensive, it's it's definitely a couple hundred points more expensive. It just seems like. Much better value. The other thing I was gonna say is the Warriors Dragon, the only dragon in the game that you can't heal. Uh, well, it would depend on your magic path, right? Because I mean, theoretically, you can heal the the Empire and the yeah, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, do you
0: can. Yeah. yeah. Um, take Cosmo number six.
2: You can definitely heal sylvan Elf. You can heal the the Highborn Elf Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Who else can see dragons? The Dread but, Elves.
1: Yeah, they've got Cosmo. Yeah, Cosmo. Uh, the Wyverns, Forks, and Goblins aren't really dragons, but they can't heal. No, they're not dragons. They're shit dragons. Yeah. But yeah, I think the dragon's awesome. Like, I really enjoyed it. Mm. It gets around the, the vampire problem as well. That It's the same as Empire, where sometimes you just tend to concentrate a lot of points in one unit. So yeah. you'll have, like, a, you know a necro... And a vampire, you know, a vampire who's very expensive and an already quite expensive unit. And it just means that you lose that like, unit, you lose the game. Now, ironically, if you use, lose a dragon, you normally lose the game as well. But it just lets you spread the points a wee bit more. And like you said, the dragon's so tough and so hard to kill. Mm. And he's, he's just good. Like, I, I understand why people are put off by overrunning the dragons, but I think he's solid.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think you would have dropped him months ago if you weren't getting good results with him.
1: Yeah, I like it a lot. I'm tempted to try something else now, but we'll, uh, we'll give it a few games on the
2: tabletop. Cause... I guess you can always uh, put it in your pile of lists that you know work. You've got it there yeah, with like, the, exactly. the Strigoi list. Yeah, exactly. Because you were struggling be... for a while there, weren't you? Trying to find something else.
1: Yeah, after the Strigoi, because I wanted to play something different, but I didn't really know what to do. But I'm trying to be more consistent. So like, I'm recording all my games this year, like I've told you about this before. Hmm like recording all my games and results just to try and force myself to not jump between lists because I think I was quite bad for that last year and just like instead of throwing out a list like try and just tweak it time after time Mm -hmm. and it definitely helps it definitely makes you write better lists um but you've just got
2: to be quite disciplined well to give a shout out to another podcast paired weapons just did that episode with bobo don't know if you'll check that out yet no how was that it was good and all some of the stuff that we're talking about just now is stuff that he really like stresses like that's what he found led to like the biggest improvement was sticking with the same list and writing shit down and yeah. thinking about how games went
0: I hate shit down more do not charge militia into your drive.
2: <laughs> do not chaff with BSB in general <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think as well that like it's, it's forcing you to reflect on games and not in the immediate aftermath because after a game you might be thinking oh it was that one dice roll that fucked me yeah. over that game but actually if you wait until the next day and you're thinking about it you might actually think well actually I should have been in that position anyway hmm. and that kind of forces you to reflect a bit more rather than just kind of not thinking about it again or blaming that one dice roll which is easy to do mm-hmm. That's that's a, a pro tip. I like it. So uh, we'll probably leave the the Noi event there. But thank you to Mikey for running it. It was a lot of fun. Thank you to all our opponents that we didn't have any issues whatsoever. A lot of fun games. Big shout out to James as well, James Ledward, who's a fan of the podcast. It'll
2: Hello.
1: A very fun game. So kind of more generally, um, actually, an event which we should give a, a quick shout out to. Um, yes. Michael, you played in the recent Essence Hello. of War Hello
0: Yes, the first Essence of War tournament. Um, oh. which you can watch, I believe, on the Veil Page's uh YouTube channel. So oh. this was in uh-huh. honour of Francesco aka Piteglio, Francesco's birthday. Um so Rob RH World Building um on the forum. He organized this tournament for his birthday and it was me, Rob and um, Mad At, of the painting fame on the forum, and who also has his own YouTube channel, so shout out to there, who hosts a lot of interesting uh, people in the hobby for chats over paintings, so please check it out, it's a lot of cool stuff there. Um, And yeah, between us three, we had like a a little tournament, so we would each play a game, and then one person would take a break, the other two people would play, and then the last remaining people would play in the end. Um, So we stayed with the same patrol, All the way through so the essence of war starter lists so this is a character usually a caster and three units one core one cav usually and one special unit Um, so i rolled with empire for the event rob rolled with uh saurian ancients which which are a new patrol which we have in the essence of war and mad at was running with um undying dynasties and yeah it went really well i mean every game was under an hour or an hour had a little break in between, and yeah, the, the entire stream was about maybe four hours in total. So, yeah, I mean, we're hoping to run another event similarly going forward. Details of that to come, so keep your yeah. eyes peeled and ears open. But, um, yeah, it worked really well. Um, again, like just on account of the format of the game, it doesn't play very quickly. Um, and yeah, it was just a, a very fun thing to do in an afternoon. So, nice. How
2: did you in the event?
0: I I actually done okay. I think I came. I think I came second. I almost had. I almost. I would have won first. I think. But there was one game with. I think it was against Rob. I think I won against Madat. Yes, that's right. Because my game is first, so I won against Madat, and then I I lost against Rob. But I almost won it because in essence of war, you have <laughs> one secondary objective, right? So well, the main objective not should be. Even in Fantasy Battles, it shouldn't be called secondary because it is the objective. And it's a central point in the board, right? And you've got a radius of like six inches, I guess. And you need to have the most scoring units. So the most units in the essence of War Patrol, not including characters. So as many of these three units in the circle. And whoever has the most units scores the, the objective. And I had, I had all three units in. So I had my Imperial Guard. I had my Light infantry with handguns. And I had my Electro Cavalry with great weapons in the circle and I had a chain panic so I think it was the Imperial Guard panicked off They went
2: they used through the to like hear end- things don't change with Empire just despite <laughs> yeah. what because
0: if anyone's interested or wondering um, you don't have a rally around the flag in the, um, the basic version of Essence of War um, it's just a general's leadership um, inspiring presence which you have and yeah so the Imperial Guard they fleed through the, the handguns who had been quickly moved the movement phase before just to get into the circle to contest the secondary. And then I was left with one scoring versus Rob's, maybe like two or three. So, I mean, it was funny, it was frustrating, but it was also kind of funny where it's like, you know, you can be doing as well as you think. And then, you know, like, what more could you have done? You know, I mean, I guess in that case, what I could have, what I ought to have done was be more mindful of. Um, you know the the fleeing lanes, but obviously I was uh, too ahead of myself to think that anything would have would have fled. But um, no, it was a lot of fun. I mean, as I said, the, the format worked really well, and yeah, not um not fatiguing as all, at all as the the UB events tend to be. So a lot of fun. So I think Rob won in the end. So well done to Rob. Well done, Rob. Um, and yeah, you can check it out on YouTube. Um, as I say, it's like three hours. Each game is about. Oh, sorry, it's about four hours tops, but each game is about an hour just over. Um, So, yeah, be sure to check out.
1: That's pretty cool that you can do, like, a full event like that in a day as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to reveal too many um, details about the event that we're hoping to run, but um, it's going to be a similar format, but there's going to be, yeah, maybe maybe some more players, which, as I say, hopefully Francesco will release some details soon, but, this is a Mad Get Radio exclusive.
1: Exclusive. Oh, <laughs> soft, <spicy. laughs> nice. Oh, well. Yeah. That sounds like good fun. Next thing that I want to have a quick chat about is the recent spoilers and kind of just more generally kind of hobby stuff that's been going on. So, first up, the spoilers. Has anyone seen the Vermin Swarm
2: and Siren Ancient spoilers? What do we think? I know they've obviously announced that that's going to be. It's the lab one, isn't it? The yeah, next basically book that's after gonna be... Koe. Yeah. Lab
0: yeah. guidelines, which will be ignored. Um... <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: I mean, I don't know what's happened with like ID.
1: The ID book is a fucking mess. I mean, but yeah. I don't know what
0: happened. So I don't know, like, I don't know. If I'm just, uh, is there any reason to read it? You yeah. All right, let's find out where it is. Let's get it up here. I mean I had a glance at some things and I you know heard some stuff that Martin was saying, so I'm gonna picture it, right? So I'm hoping you guys are more clued up than I am.
2: I read the <laughs> the guidelines and I can remember I can only really remember one aspect of it <laughs> oh, only because man. that was what Martin seemed to be most Is this the um, the philosophers in the battlefield thing or? Uh yeah. I think it was more the, the kind of description for the oh, uh came uh
1: so yeah so caiman are still caiman yeah but saurian warriors are no longer called saurians they're called gila warriors uh gila yeah because saurian is going to be used as a term as a collective like reptilian people and they wanted to make it distinct like so a skink is a skink and a gila is like a larger basically what a saurus is just now
0: so what's a saurian again
1: So the Saurian is the collective because Saurian literally just means Uh lizard-like. Uh-huh. Which they all are, but they're not... Which they all are, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's unnecessary. (laughs) And doesn't sound as cool. And as everyone will know, cool is the rule.
0: (laughs) Cool is the rule by this pool, gents.
1: But yeah. So, I mean, that is really just... They haven't... Given a lot, yeah. A potentially damning uh, background
2: piece is that the Kans have something to do with poetry. Yeah, the um. <laughs> well, I think that was mentioned insofar as trying to describe their role within the culture, like what it is. Why are they I think they're supposed to be like samurai, oh. in the same way like samurai were kind of cultured in that they would be. You know well read and they would write and they would be quite contemplative and all that kind of stuff they kind of want to try and channel that into what the caiman are going to be
0: i mean see i really don't know much i don't want to i don't want to say much and then, and then be pooping on people but well like um...
2: see i mean for me personally that kind of thing doesn't really matter like if they want to go that right fine yeah the, the important thing is going to be what they're going to be like on the table yeah but I maybe don't have.
0: A, maybe don't get distracting because they're reading their poetry. As they're fighting, and everyone who's fighting them is like so enamored and taken aback by their their lyricism. You know. Oh my god, that's a beautiful line.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, feel, I just kind of feel that like maybe I'm like a simpleton, fancy simpleton. But I just want like cool. I like shit. my I, lizards I to
0: be big, nasty, and angry. That's yeah, all I like want. Yeah, just like
2: yeah. It, that it seems. I mean, I I know I don't really know much about the fluff from the old warhammer days because i never played warhammer but am i right in thinking that caiman were considered to be more brutish so yeah so like it was
1: it was i mean it was a a rip-off of like mayan and aztec culture off the bat so there's like not a lot that they should be worried about in terms of copyright and stuff (laughs) but yeah there was the different spawning pools so like depending on the 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 rights of spawning you would get different stuff and like the caiman were kind of bigger but not as intelligent And the the Saurus were kind of like the backbone, and the Skates were kind of small and nimble and smart. So I guess that's
2: partly where they're going with that change, is that they don't want them to be... They're obviously going to be bigger and stronger and tougher. I don't think they'll change that aspect necessarily, but they want them... I mean, maybe that'll be represented somehow in their stats. I don't know. Maybe they'll have better weapon skill than they do now maybe they'll be a little bit better more reliable hitters than they are just now yeah, just don't, don't don't do that don't don't make fucking samurai lizards we don't
0: <laughs> i mean i don't consider it an indictment of myself that i've not really been in reading it but it's it's just that way where it's like i don't know it's like you read so much about guidelines and then they're just not applied and it's like well there's no stakes here I mean, for me at least, I'm not really a solid player, right? Obviously, if your book's getting lab treatment, you're interested, and you're invested, like, what's happening to your miniatures, your models, you know, that's the bottom
1: line. I think that, that, but they've proven, and I think that there's kind of, there's changes afoot internally, from what I can sense anyway, but, like, it was all about, you know, background-driven game mechanics, but then they tried to do that with ID, and it just fucking blew up in their face, and then they I think they kind of caught the sweet spot a bit with D, but there was still some kind of issues with it. Yeah. They, they should really just kind of, like, rule of cool, make it cool, make people interested in it, but make sure it's a good book, and make sure the book's the big thing. And like, I But know you mean that in terms of rules, not, like... Look. Yeah, but, like, people will say that, like, oh, no, it's not, but, like, why the fuck does the Leviathan, Miss Leviathan not do something like Hard Target or something like it's just yeah. they, they're boxing themselves in with these kind of stupid decisions, and I'm I'm really worried about Vermin Swarm because the stuff that they're releasing for Vermin Swarm looks fucking bent, and if it's like <laughs> that before the book is even out, have you seen these race carts? <laughs> the, the like what the fuck is this? Like why do Vermin need chariots? I don't understand what they're trying to do. They just
2: Oh <laughs> I mean, I've seen race cars because I've seen them since. The, Always a, a race a, car champion previously. When the uh oh, dude, if Not there's anything, our... if there's anything I'm bad at, it's fucking go karting. I'll tell you that right now. Because
0: um, <laughs> you don't fit in them. You need an actual race car to play go kart.
2: It's probably because I don't drive or have any interest, and so that. Oh, you're, you're like... actually is channeled into that just. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> what I'm trying to do right now.
0: Because you go to what's it called? What's the kid thing called? Is it called go karts? Yeah. 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 So you, you Paul goes to go karts in an actual fucking you know, uh, racing car, and, and all, I mean, these I've, kids, I've, all these I've kids, all
2: these kids are
1: driving
0: by
2: about.
1: him, and he's I'm, fucking like
2: going over them, and just got, it's like I just got a flashback to uh, Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I'm talking about. Got you. Got you. Obviously, I'm part of the playtesting team right now, so I've seen the book in its entirety. And without going into details, I would say that the book is definitely in a very strong position in terms of how the feedback has gone so far. I think most of the people on the team feel like it's quite a strong book. They have dialed back certain things, I would say. So I wouldn't get too worried that Is going to be exactly as what they've said right now because they always caveat that with the spoilers that they're not necessarily set in stone but i would agree i don't understand some of the decisions that they're making i mean there was obviously warriors was a roller
1: coaster in terms of the release and what it is now but if you look at warriors and you look at demons
0: I was gonna say this. Yeah, I was gonna say this, I think.
1: Um Like I th- I think that the, the army that was before those books is still there. It's still, you know, all the units are recognizable. It still plays like that army. I feel that they're they're trying to change the wheel too much. Reinvent mm. the wheel it's just like needless.
0: So how did how did D E do so fairly well? 'Cause that's all 'cause that came out after I D, right? And it's kinda yeah you know how did how did they hit it so i mean ultimately
2: the book it comes down to the team that's working on the book because they're the one making the decisions so it depends on what their vision is for the book and how they want to try and design it and implement what feedback they're getting from other teams like backgrounds and rules teams and how they envisage bringing the, the 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 kind of um the guidelines and what the the goal is for the army, because I mean, you could you could give those same guidelines to three different teams, and each team would come up with a different book. It just comes down to that, really. I think.
1: When is the uh, Vermin Swarm book due for release, roughly?
2: I don't think they've given a date. I've not seen a date okay. being given. I think it will be sooner rather than later. Put okay. it that way. I don't think it's far away at all. They've seemed to have spoiled quite a lot. They've released quite a lot of different things from the book, and my impression, based on previous books and like the kind of timeline that they've gone gone through, I think the Swarm book isn't far away from being released for the public playtest. Mm.
0: From what I heard, it just seemed a bit like a bit mad. What was in the spoilers? You know, just how how, how far this thing can like charge. You know, are oh, you talking about the the go big? The Go karts and stuff. It's just, like, what's, what is that? I mean, on the one hand, I get it. You know, it's your lab opportunity to get something unique, right? I get that, but it's also just that way where it's like, right? But if it if it's not already like really traceable in what's already there, um, I mean, how does it differ from, for example, from like the
2: current Doom Wheel? Well, so you guys... the the the, the go kart entry specifically is different.
1: Mm. Yeah, they've
2: released the they've the new Doom Wheel as well. Yeah, so they've they've released three spoilers, well more than three but three specific spoilers which are all chariots Uh so you've got the doom spark devices the dreadmill chariots and the the earthbreaker Uh so the the go-karts are the dreadmill chariots I think that's what they're they're called and -hmm. the doom spark device, that's the current doom wheel so it
1: basically does like a aura range damage yeah, yeah, okay. Um, which they can overcharge and stuff like that. And then the the other one is like a basically a
2: steam tank. Mhm. Um, are not as good. It's not as good. It's res five, worse armor, less wounds, but it's um, but it does have ambush.
0: So do you think the biggest the biggest issue is like one of the issues that I could surmise from ID is like you know you sometimes see the phrase like space marines, um, like the ninth inch space marines, like they're kind of but they're a bit better than that because they're kind of good at everything that you shouldn't be able to be good at is one of the issues that I, I see often often said. Um, And is it just that way that, like, everything's kind of just becoming, like, I don't know, like, too good? Like, you know, there's no obvious kind of detriment to what people have. There's no kind of obvious, like, having something that they shouldn't have, I guess is what I'm saying. Where it's like, again, and it goes back to those guideline things where it just seems so frequently that,
2: like, Rules Bloat was definitely a problem with ID when the book came out. And I think that was something they tried to remove over subsequent uh, Mm -hmm. iterations. I don't know how successful I've been with that because the book still seems like super strong. But certainly, I I think I know what you mean in terms of in in an effort to try and make it unique and cool. They're making things needlessly too powerful by giving them too much stuff. And so the book becomes impossible to balance. And it's almost like they've designed themselves into like a dead end. Hmm. And to kind of override that, you almost need to like take whole things out of the book and start again. So I kind of, I think I know where you're coming from. But I mean, in the past, like certainly when things have came out, people have criticised them for being they're being bland. I mean, that was a big criticism sure. of the Warrior book when it came out at first, was that it was bland. Yeah, but that's, and that's uninteresting. The thing, though,
0: right? It's like as now you look at Warriors and it's like nobody really like this is the thing, right? I'm gonna let you guys and our listeners into like a little. Uh, meme, meme uh, the workings of memes, right? See, when I go on the forum,
2: right? Are you about to, I, to give the, the listeners a look behind the curtain? A look behind Michael, the curtain. you want to do this?
0: Mm, I'm not going to do anything bad, I don't think. Oh, um, it's going to stay
2: more. <laughs> I'm not like, insinuating funny. that you're going to flash people somehow over a podcast. <laughs> hey. uh, oh, my
0: God. Um, Sorry, just some cancel. Yeah, you go on the forum, right? And I just see people complaining about ID. And I see... Uh, some people, you know, non-staff and staff, <laughs> being like really angry. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? Right? And it's still going on. And it's kind of funny when you're making a meme because it's like, you go on and you're like, right, what can I make a meme about? And it's like, okay, this is still going on. Right? <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's mad. Because it's been like, it's been like so long. Right? But then you look at these other books and no matter when a lab is released, right? As soon as it's released, there's going to be like a pushback because stuff is different, right? And people, yeah. you know, it's not it's not the same as what it was. It's a human reaction. Like I get it, right? It happened with warriors, right? It happened with demons. Happened with DE, whatever, right? But the thing is, like, I don't hear anyone complaining about the warriors book, like, really, with
2: any intensity. What do you mean? Yeah, like, not there's really... nothing wrong with the warrior book just now. The yeah. problem was when it was released. Exactly, but that's my point this. though. But
0: that's my point, though, and it's like, it's like, it's just, it just never seems ending with ID, for example. And when then you've got the ID
2: the... book release, I can't remember. Over a year
1: ago. Okay. Because even DE, be right? even yeah.
0: DE, I don't see as much hate for, and that's like fucking much more recent.
1: I think conceptually the DE book is just better, though, in terms of, I think, I think there's still issues with it. But... Sure,
0: as there would be. As there would be, right? Well, but it's not, so. like, the, it's not the same, like, memeable level where it's, like, I mean, I don't need to make a meme of the meme, because it is a meme. It's like, how is this still going on? Like, but basically, the the, eyes, the the eye pie behind the curtain is just, like, it's just funny to me whenever I go on, because I don't really have any, I'm not, I don't know anything about it. I, you know, I'm a fucking idiot, right? But it's just funny, I go on, and it's like, why is this still an issue? You know? Why is it still, like, a hot topic? It's, like, it's been fucking ages.
1: I, I guess, mm. like, well, two things about that. There's one that, like, we're talking about this, and I agree it's an issue, but we should also look at it in the context that there isn't power creep by the same definition as, you know, things like what it was in Warhammer Fantasy, what it is in AOS and 4K. I mean, look at the... I don't know if anyone follows 4K, but if, you should see the shit show, which has mm. erupted because they've released the new Drakari book. And there was a, an event in the States where nine out of the ten... Top players would carry mm-hmm. like that. That's that's power creep. <laughs> that's that's playing the new release, which isn't the case here. But mm. I think that the ID book is just they they've put themselves in a position because the I think the team messed it up or messed up elements of the book on the first time, and then it became this kind of like pissing contest, and things have just been allowed to fester rather than be resolved and you've now got this position where you've got a book that is just a bit like a yeah. car crash
0: I mean it's funny because what I'm trying to allude to and what I'm probably not doing a very good job of is like when you don't it's that, it's that way where it's like I'm like fuck demons have a laugh. I forgot because I don't see any grief about it and it's not to say that there aren't people who don't like stuff about the book right I mean that, that would be moronic to say that but it's just funny how it's like those waters are calm those, you know, the Demon the demon Legion's Ocean, it's nice for a sail. The Warriors of the Dark God Coast, that's pretty nice to hang out by, by. But then you go to, like, the Wasteland, which is, like, the ID for him, and it's like, what the fuck? How long have you guys been, like, in this, like, kind of lab process? Like, what? Just, I mean, it's just night and be, day.
1: Part of that might be the fact that of all the books they've done thus far, ID is the most mixed arms in terms of it can do mm. a bit of everything and they've perhaps struggled to get it to a point where it really that,
0: feels like a, a, a mishmash of
1: everything rather than just being yeah. strong across the board because I think that's ID's problem still just now and they're they're in a much better position now than they were a couple months right. ago but they still just feel like strong across the board I'm still not entirely sure whether that army's meant to be bad at yeah, because it doesn't feel like it's particularly bad at anything mm. Uh, and that's the
0: thing with that in mind, it's that way where it's like, is it a surprise that, if you know, more more pertinently, like Vermin's form, is it a surprise that these leaks are like, that is very powerful? Is it a surprise that that's kind of, I don't mean power creep, but it's like, you know, the next lab up, or not the next one, it's not the next one, right? It was after DE, which, again, seemingly was fine, but it's like, then it's like, well, this seems really powerful, too powerful, perhaps. Is that surprising or is it
1: not surprising? I don't think the power level per se is an issue because you can always tone things up or down. But I mm-hmm. think the problem is is that with ID, they kind of pushed themselves in a corner because there was just so much complexity in the book. And from what I've seen from Vermin in terms of the spoilers, there seems to be that level mm. of just rules, bloat and complexity that's just not needed. And we don't want to go back to the days of the first Warriors release where it was just bare minimum and bland. Because that's not fun either. But there's got to be a sweet spot between them, and the risk is that they release this new book. And again, we've not seen. The, the, I've not seen the the Swarm book. I've not played against it. I've not played anyone on the playtesting team. Me but neither. On the on the forum is that they 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 kind of release this book, and it's so convoluted and bloated that it then becomes quite difficult to tweak. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 No, I think that's a fair criticism. But I guess we'll just need to wait and see, right? We need to
0: wait and see, yeah. Yeah. I wonder how they're going to make Saurians complicated, you know? Maybe it, maybe it will be like a poetry competition between the Caimans. It's like you're shaking for five turns.
1: I mean, just like, don't... I think they're guilty of overthinking things. Tell all about the flavor. Design. Again, just keep it cool. Keep it simple. Keep it cool. Make Caimans folk, big buy.
0: guys with mushrooms and big guns, big weapons, and uh, we're good. We're good.
1: Well, things like the DE, like when they they made everything plus one wound in the first round. That was a radical change, but it was simple and it was cool. Like, you don't need a law degree to understand what that rule is. That's the level they should be, I feel, anyway. If
0: condition one of section 5.8 is met, then proceed to page
1: 69. Oh, okay. Oh, I can't charge you because it says. Anyway, how's your hobby going, Michael? My
0: hobby is going uh good. I've had a couple of troughs, but um I'm steadily going up a peak at the moment. I was saying to Paul earlier, I often check in with Paul regarding hobby progress. Um We keep each other motivated, I would say. Like I don't have a lot of- to show what I've been doing Well, Laura's in the way. Mm-hmm. Not for much longer. <laughs> <laughs> um What was I gonna say? The last I mean got only it's only May 12th. Okay, so we've had about a week and a bit um, of May. And I have actually been quite busy for the last two weeks, so even at the end of um, April. But there's not really much to show for it, right? Because, and here's why. So what I've been doing, just to give an update of what my hobby is, of what my hobby's been doing, I have a lot of metal miniatures. Most of my empire is metal, right? So it's a fucking mistake, kids. don't buy, Don't buy fucking metal empire stuff. It's fucking... For example, I have a I have a really awesome unit of knights. 18 knights are all metal. The horses are solid fucking metal, right? You try and move this on the board and, like, you you just can't move it. It's fucking so yeah. it's so hard. And you've seen it, right? You try and go on 2D terrain and it's, like, making you hold the terrain so I don't fucking move it while I'm trying to move this, like, 10-kilo block. So what I've been doing is, so I've had, so some metal's already painted um, as in all stages, so even varnished, right? And it's still chips. So you go to an event, you come back, and, like, a guy's face is gone, parts of, like, the uniform is gone. And the reason is because when I first bought Metal Miniatures, I didn't wash them. I didn't think you had to wash them, right? Because I'm coming from, you know, Games Workshop Metals when I was a kid, and it's like, oh, you can just build it and paint it. It's kind of fine, and the paint stick's fine, and whatever. But then, you know, you, you start buying from other companies, and they still have more of a release agent on it, which... You know, once you, you're getting to those stages, it becomes non-trivial because the paint will just come off very easily. So what I've been doing is I've been prepping quite a lot of miniatures, maybe like 40 miniatures to be spray painted outside when the, the weather's better. So what I've been doing is washing them in soapy water. I've then been rebasing them, reapplying magnets, but doing this in a kind of like produ- production line. And just getting these guys ready. I also had to go at stripping some miniatures who had some paint on them already, but again they were they were so badly chipped. But they were only at like the, the base layer stage. But again they were just so badly chipped where we it's like, well what is the point it was like do you know what I mean? It's like when you're already so close to the start, what's the point in
1: continuing on? Especially um, with the chip, like, it's just a nightmare. Well,
0: exactly. So it's like, you know, it's like you've got the skin base layer on, but then it's chipped at the cheek and the nose, and it's like, well, am I just going to apply another layer of that, which almost certainly will chip, given that there's no um undercoat there anymore. So that's been quite time-consuming, but it's also like, you know, you just need to fucking do it. And I think, you know, here we should have much better weather soon, I hope, which would allow for just spraying it, you know? Because um, I also have some spray varnish, which I don't really want to use inside, but I was reading about if you're using contrast on metals, for example, or even just normal paint, if you've done once you've done your undercoats to then
1: give it a little bit of varnish.
0: Just to try and seal in that um, undercoat. And then you oh, know really?
1: And then paint on top of the varnish.
0: Yeah, like if you didn't if you done like one coat of varnish, I read it should be okay. And the other thing for contrast is to like so if you've done a xenithyl undercoat, so you do yeah. like chaos black and then maybe a uh, skull or workers called, and then you do um, a gloss varnish. Might not be any difference with a matte varnish, but I read a gloss varnish. Then a gloss varnish coat. This actually helps to paint to flow, which is important for like if you were painting with washes or contrast. Right, because you've got yeah. some. Sometimes you've got miniatures which have like very flat surfaces. So you know, I've, I've got like a lot of landscapes. So there's parts of landscapes which are very great you know they've got a lot of creases a lot of crests and crevices so you know you don't really need to bother with those but other parts are like really flat legs you know it's like the pajama it's like the pajama leg right and again if you apply the varnish it helps it helps the the flow rather than just kind of pull because it hasn't got anywhere to go oh yeah
1: because it's still
0: flat right so this is something i'm wanting to try out but i'm waiting i'm really just holding out for the good weather i'm really holding out for it to be like I don't know, like at least 15 degrees. So, hopefully, within the next weeks, that'll happen. But yeah, as I say, like I've kind of got 40 minutes pretty much prepped, so rebased, washed, um, and just ready to spray. And then, yeah, as I've alluded to, I'm, I'm going to do them in contrast. I really think contrast looks great with some additional layers and highlights, maybe even a few additional washes before that. Yeah, I think it looks pretty stellar. Um,
1: so, is this yeah. definitely back on the Empire, putting the goblins away for a little while?
0: Well, you know, um, I've got a couple. I'm gonna try and maybe still keep with like doing a couple here now. You know, just have another thing to go back to. You know, Um, we've said it before, right? Where it is kind of it is good to have a couple of things to jump between. So I think with that in mind, it's it's good to have them there, and you can just jump to them. But even then, like I've got quite a lot of Empire stuff, and I guess we'll come to like upcoming events. Um, So again, like my focus will be. I think really on like on the empire. Um, I mean another thing which I guess is kind of funny. Like, I did try to, and I wonder. I'm actually gonna put this out to listeners. If there's anyone who, who knows, I was using dettol to strip metal miniatures. So I stripped maybe like 20 metal miniatures with dettol, and it was it was totally fine. Right, there was no issue getting it off. The undercoat had been brushed on, which I wonder if that was partly why it was so easy to remove. I then tried to remove the paint from some contrasted miniatures so these have been sprayed with wraith so the wraith bone is the contrast undercoat which is bollocks you know you can use any white or whatever but what i noticed was was that it didn't come off nearly as easily and it kind of hasn't come off so i've had to put them back in the dental for a bit for whatever reason the undercoat is very like splodgy it's it really becomes like a goo and as I say, like, I didn't have this issue with, like, the other miniatures, although they were hand undercoated. Um, so with a brush and not with spray. But, yeah, the contrast spray, when you use Dettol to remove it, it becomes a total fucking like, goo. And it's just, you can't actually brush it off. And it's kind of funny because, like, I use, um, you know, uh, rubber gloves whilst I'm removing yeah. the paint. And it sticks to the gloves and you can't even wash mm, it
1: off. That's not good.
0: So I'm kind of looking at it, like, what the fuck is this? Like, what's what's the issue? It becomes very sticky, too. So I put that out there as an odd thing that I encountered, but I had five plastic um, Warlord Games uh, doppelsoldaten Connects um, and I'm pretty sure that they're fucked because the paint is still on them, but it's almost like just with the brush, you've just made, like, lines, you yeah. know? um. So I'm pretty sure they'll go go in the bin unfortunately. I'm going to try another um Paul suggested using a methylated spirit especially for the metal, so I'll try that see if that helps with those but otherwise I got um bio strip so I'll see if that helps the plastic Yeah ones.
1: I've used the bio strip before and it works pretty well. Yeah. It's messy anything but it does work.
0: Yeah. But yeah that's what I've been doing so I mean I mostly just kind of prepping stuff to be sprayed but again like being in Scotland, and James McDonald, the Irish ETC uh, captain, and playtester, and, um, you know, it's the same vibe there we were talking about, it where it's like, again, you just do not have the window here of the good weather to spray outside. So I think it is actually a good thing to just get it ready, and then as soon as it's good enough, you can just Pop out well and. Done.
1: yeah. It makes that. That's the that's thing, like, right? Facebook
0: yeah. Well, but... Yeah, and that's the thing too. It's like because then when the weather goes to shit again, which inevitably it will do, and probably sooner than you think, then you've got it to get on with, you know. So yeah, that's what I'm hoping to do, and just yeah, hopefully
2: experiment with the um,
0: the varnishing in between paint stages, you know.
2: That's... Do you ever prime inside, Andrew? I know Michael yeah. doesn't. Yeah. No, I do yeah.
0: sometimes, but that's why I'm off it because I don't want to die in two years.
2: No, I always do it outside. You never do it inside? Yeah, right? no, it's just too messy, no? It does it not just go everywhere? It no? goes up your nose and up your ass. I don't know how you're uh, priming your minis, but. <laughs> I do all my work nude. <laughs> <laughs> I just get a big cardboard box and then yeah, that's what the I nice inside yeah. of it. And then, you know, you can stick a mask on. I mean, God knows there's well, plenty of masks kicking about. Wait, is it days. not like the, the spray vapor? Does that not go everywhere? Yeah. No. Have you What enough are you box, spraying with? Spray can.
1: Fuck me. Bro. I mean, I maybe find that like
2: technique.
1: I spray out. I don't know, like, cause I spray outside, and I feel that like, cause I actually, I, I get like a bit of cardboard and I put it on top of the bin, the blue mm-hmm. bin, and I spray on there, cause that way I can get around it and everything. And when I take the cardboard away, there's like uh, that spray dust, like all the way down the side of the bin and stuff like that. Uh,
2: maybe I've just got better aim. Anyway. How? How small is your
0: nozzle <laughs> or lozenge? I don't know. Um. Yeah. No. The thing is, cause I have like a huge box, right? It's like one of these like removal boxes, and okay. what I've been what I've been doing is like I put the miniatures like in there, right? And I then get a hairdryer, so that when I spray, I then use the hairdryer to try and push, like the the particles to the back of the box.
1: Um, <laughs> you never do things the easy way, do you? You've always got to do the most convoluted. No, but it's because it's
0: because like as you're alluding to, like it really just fucking goes everywhere. Like it, it then it then lands. That's the thing, right? Like the next day, and even if you use it with the guard, right? The next day, um, you know, so we leave the window open overnight. You know, I usually do it in like kitchen, and it's like the fucking dust is everywhere. I mean, even on like the far end of the room. Yeah, it's like, you know, when you're spraying it, and yeah, you've got a mask on, you've got two masks on, you can still smell it, it still ends up up your nose, and it's like, what the fuck? What more can I do? Yeah. I'm blasting that shit with a hairdryer to the back of the box. I just don't want to die, you know? Like,
1: I, just don't I know that to... Martin does all his undercoating in there with his airbrush. But I good. think he's got a
0: fan or an extractor, don't he? Uh, he Maybe not. That's... Live fast, die young, as Martin. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like a militia. Uh, but Paul, you've been doing a lot of hobby...
2: Yeah, get yeah. this guy a badge. Getting the ogres cranked out. So, I've got eight bombardiers done. I've got my BSB all base coated and washed. So, I just need to do all the highlights. I had to do a big batch of bases again because I ran out. So, I've got another stash of them. Um, I've got most of my infantry done now. Like, I've got all the tribesmen, the bruisers, uh, 10 merc vets, the bombardiers done. And then I've got the Snow Cow, the Rock Rock. I've got four Tusker Cav done. And I've got the Shaman done. So I've just been trying to work towards getting what I need for tabletop games. Yeah. Like, I don't have Giants. I don't have eaters. Like, there's certain things I, I am going to do, but I've just tried to prioritize getting. Yeah. Something that's looks like a decent list that I can play and enjoy. Like the, the Bombardiers, Like uh, four of them were from uh, a Carronade a couple of years ago that I bought secondhand. So I had four knocking around anyway that I had to strip. Um, so I just bought another box. So eight Bombardiers will probably do me in those nice. lists. Yeah, nice. Um, How did you strip them?
0: Methylated spirit. For plastic? Yeah. Yeah. How long did you leave them in the methylate spirit?
2: Like 15 minutes. Really? Oh, really? That all? the hell.
0: Holy fuck, like, I mean, we're both surprised.
2: I mean, like, it depends like on a how thick the, the. Well, I did 15 minutes, and then with a toothbrush, just Did dude, 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 what the fuck are you doing? These hobby hacks.
0: You know, you don't, get, you don't get spray paint anywhere. You can strip minis in 15 minutes. Who are you?
2: What was the chosen one? Are well, you some kind of god? Like the whoever had like primed these fucking minis it, it was actually quite thick so i did 15 minutes brushed it and got most of it off but then be, just because of the, the mini like the it was obviously like fully built and like because of the pose there was a couple like deep recess areas where like mm. it was quite hard to get the toothbrush in to like properly like brush out yeah. the old paint. but i mean that's what methylated spirits for is for like eating paint
0: it doesn't damage the plastic.
2: No, the plastic was fine. Okay.
0: Can you reuse methylene spirits Yeah. Can you drink them after you've struck pain?
2: Uh, I wouldn't advise it, but you can if you yeah, want to.
0: my Friday night mm-hmm. sort juice. Um,
2: um this is mostly no, like, educational for other listeners
0: and not just me, but yeah, that's great.
2: No, it's um I mean it stinks. It's quite strong. Oh yeah, I mean that all fucking stinks, man. Um but, I mean, all these things are harsh chemicals, right? You wear They're all detergents and shit. Um, for the methylated spirits, no, I just put it somewhere out the way. For I mean, it's only in there, like, for 15 minutes, and then I'll brush it, and then I'll okay. – if I need to leave it back in there, I'll put it back in. But then the good thing about it, you can reuse it. Yeah. So um, – Okay, I
0: have a question, and I hope this isn't it. derailing it, but, I mean, I, I re- I'm here to learn, okay? I'm here to widen my knowledge okay okay so what i want to ask is so you have the miniatures in there for 15 minutes right and then do you then take them out put them in another little tub of like warm uh fairy liquid water and and use the brush there or do you brush them in the
2: methylate so i would just so what i had was just like a sandwich container that i put the methylate spray Uh and then i put the mini in that and let it like properly like Mm -hmm. soak. And then I take it out, and then with a toothbrush, just as the mini is after I've taken it out, brush it because I want the okay. methylated spirit on the the mini while I'm brushing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you have it kind of like
2: dunked as you're brushing it. Not, it's not dunked. I've taken it out of the box, but it's still okay. wet. I don't okay. want to. I don't want to take that off while I'm brushing it because I want the methylated spirit to still break down the paint. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. then when I'm happy with it. I mean if I wasn't happy with it, I would put it back in for another fifteen minutes after it's been brushed. Man, I know what I'm doing
0: after this podcast. I'm gonna try It's worth this.
2: trying. I mean you might find that for whatever reason what you're doing is is the best method, but I'd give it a go. Like, I mean you don't need to leave it in there for Yeah like hours I might, and day. I might not need
0: to um throw these guys in the bin, after all. There you go. They'll be on the eBay store within a week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what, a, what an educational chap but like um, in terms of other hobby once I get the BSB done I need to go back and finish the Yetis just because I've got them at a point where I know that because I'm still working out how to paint them it's either going to go one or two ways it's either going to go well and everything's going to be <laughs> fine or I'm going to fuck it up and then I'm going to have to strip them and start again <laughs> but I'm not going to buy any more minis until the Yetis are done um, and I'll probably make the Yetis the next painting cool. uh, painting pledge yeah painting pledge for next month's painting nice, um, nice. and then it'll either be Mantic Giants Ooh. or I don't need to do this but I enjoyed building and building them the first time around I might get another Stark Colliding Box and get another oh. Rock Rock and another four oh. Tusker Cav because I'll, I'll want... eight tuskers, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, pretty so cool. I can beasts. Have... Well, I've got leftover bits from the first kit, so I could easily kit bash one of the riders and make him a mammoth hunter.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I could just have like three regular, and then one that I can use as a, a character if I want to. Mm. So I might do that. I've got a few options. There's, there's, I, I need to get kin eaters as well. I need to, I need to work out what models I'm going to use for that. I'm not entirely sure yet.
0: Kin eaters uh, are. Are they the the new
2: man eaters? No, they used to be called Gorgers, I think.
0: Ah, Gorgers, okay, cool. Yeah, man eaters are merit bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: Yeah. okay. So, it's
0: kind of interesting, like, because I have just, I just offered this anecdotally. You know, I'm on eBay as I am, I'm scouring for deals, hunting for bargains, and I seen, like, there's like a pack of, like, well, it wasn't a pack, but it was like six built, like, the man eater miniatures, and I think there was, yeah, it was like it was like you know the ones from Games Workshop, so the the resin ones now, and it was like a hundred and twenty pound, and I'm like that's fucking mad, and then I'm like well hold on, they are like twenty pound each from Games Workshop, I'm
2: like fuck me man, that's mad. Um, yeah, I don't personally, I don't really like the GW man eater models. Like I get them like by maybe buying one or two and use them as characters, but not as a unit. Yeah, they're about all over the place. I yeah, they're so two different. Side. There's no cohesion yeah. there. Yeah.
0: So, I was actually thinking about buying. Because I have the one who has the hammer. You know, it's like the Empire one, yeah, effectively. Yeah. And then they have one who's got like. The fuck do you call it? An anchor? You know, it's like a pirate one. And I'm yeah. looking at him, I'm like, is that. Would people be wondering if he was in like a block of Imperial Guard as a unit filler? Like, Why the fuck have you got a
1: pirate? If you ogres. want uh, imperial <laughs> ogres, either Shield Wolf or uh, Westphalia, yeah, yeah. the Westphalia ones in particular, are really nice. They do like large snake ogres. The Cyber have
2: ogres. I guess. They've got. I think they do. Yeah, they do, they do yeah. The yeah. Renaissance ones, but they're are of like slightly Koseck-y different. Ones. Yeah, they're I kind of have a slightly different like body shape and stuff. I don't. I, I've seen some people mix and match them, and when they're well painted, it's fine. But um, they look like giant babies. I feel.
0: <laughs> Who's the one who gave you bad bats, Andy?
2: Oh, Titan Forge. Titan
0: Forge. I'm thinking of. Yeah.
2: If That's listening. the stuff Martin's painting for Guillermo, right? That's Titan Forge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: If you would like to donate money to our um, charity to free Martin from Guillermo's basement, please, <laughs> please <laughs> send a donation to the email at the end of this video or podcast. Sorry.
1: Or uh, tell Guillermo's partner what he's doing. <laughs> That'll end it. Fucking quickly. How <laughs> <laughs> about you, Andy? We... Oh, I mean, I've just been plugging away. If anyone is interested, go check out the, the painting league. We're all putting updates. Up go on. check but... out the Scottish Painting League I've Almost finished my two orders, one death.
2: Nice. Um, You're gonna done... have them done for next week. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well. Are you guys playing next week? Uh, well, I think the the consensus is that we might potentially try and get something sorted
0: nice
2: yeah i mean i think people are desperate for gagging <laughs> i was going to use the word gagging and i thought um oh, no, I'll maybe not use that word. i'll
0: leave that for michael
2: uh, yeah michael's, <laughs> gonna, michael's gonna have something to say about that but i think um yeah i mean first opportunity to get games in maybe not i don't know if i'd be able to do it during the week but certainly the following weekend
1: yeah yeah no they'll, they'll be
2: they'll be back soon but yeah once um once the
1: orders are done i'm going to I've got a couple of wee bits and pieces for the, the VC that I'll keep on doing, but then I think I'm going to make a start on the terrain. It's finally happening. Oh,
2: the year it's of terrain. It's finally happening. Holy <laughs> shit. I mean, you uh, had done the, you got the the bases and all that, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I ordered them, so they arrived and they looked great, and they fit perfectly onto the, um, uh, the map pack terrain. However, what I did realise was, so I'd worked out, I, I've spoken about this before, like I got the list that the guy Adam posted on the forum where it was like, what you need in terms of all the terrain pieces. Mm. And I ordered all the bases and stuff. And then I realized they've just changed all the fucking map packs.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and now there's definitely different compositions. So if ah. anyone plays at my house, we're playing with the old map packs, I'm sorry. I mean it, <laughs> it won't matter. The old, better one.
2: It won't matter. It'll be worth it for the for the lovely new three D yeah, terrain.
1: Absolutely. So that that'll be a kind of fun different project as well. So Yeah sounds you know, good. Yeah. Um Strong but very quickly before we wrap up, uh you guys are having to get stuff sorted because you are away for a very exciting future event.
2: I mean hopefully, right? Let's... <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully I mean, uh, COVID restrictions don't come back to bite us. But um It's yeah. booked,
0: it's paid for, so
2: let's hope it goes. Yeah, so um Nordcon, which is happening in Oh sorry, October. it's in it's in uh, Nordcon. NordCon. Sure. Nude. Happening in October in Copenhagen, Denmark. So that's going to be very exciting. There's a few of us going to be going over for that. I think it's... Am I right in saying, Michael, it's a 60-man tournament?
0: Um. Yeah, I think so. I think I heard from you it's 60. And Space for More, if if the demand is there, I read. Yeah,
2: I yeah. guess we'll need to wait and see whether, if there's... Any yeah, sure, sure. Well. So, so think, I mean, think, um,
0: yeah, it's part of like a big... um. Yeah, like a big nerd con, as you can guess from the name. Um, so it's going to be, I guess, similar to events you guys have been to before, like carnade Um, you know where there's like a brick and brick i I expecting it to
2: be a little bit bigger than Carnade Oh sure, um, but
0: the but the vibe, like you know, you've got a board game corner, you've got showcase games, demo games. Yeah, I like
2: think it is. I think it's bring is. Like and sell kind of thing. I've seen pictures from previous years, and it it does have a bit of a carnade vibe, but I get the impression that it's probably yeah. just a bit bigger.
0: So let's look up NerdCon. The thing is, if you put up NerdCon, something else comes up.
1: Yeah, so if you are interested, because I liked before we came on, so it's the 22nd to the 24th of October. Um, yes. If anyone wants more details, get in contact with Henry P. Miller, because he's kind of pimping it. Um, Pod, but Podcast like a motherfucker. Put, that guy. If <laughs> you want more details, go to Facebook and look up NordMarkt. Yeah. Ra- yeah. Rather than NordCon. Because that seems to yes. be the site where all the inf- information is, um, so you can go and. So yeah,
0: so yeah, we're getting ready for a two-day event. Um, I think I think the con itself is Friday through Sunday, but the gaming event is, or the ninth age tournament is Saturday and Sunday. So five games over two days, singles event, and yeah, the the fun thing as well is that um, the giant supplement is allowed. The um, the other supplemental armies are allowed. So that's certainly something for me that I'm looking at for my list. Which I guess would also be handy regarding travelling because it would be a bit of a smaller army. And given that most of my shit is metal, I do need to watch hand luggage. Uh weights. <laughs> <way> um <laughs> But yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really you know, especially after being cooked up for so long and even just events not being a thing, like I mean I'm I'm shit at the game, but I do I do really love going to events and meeting meeting people you know, meeting people you don't know um so yeah really excited and just hope that it actually uh, actually goes ahead
1: so thing, fingers crossed i'm very jealous and if things do change uh, i'll try and get there myself but we'll need to wait and see but it looks awesome so please do go check it out uh if you might be interested in it. i know that we've got a lot of listeners over viking way so
0: uh i've been actually it practicing it my
1: uh, Danish. um uh, yeah do you want to break
0: it out if, a... if any of the listeners could offer me some uh, Feedback. So I've been learning the important phrases that I need to do um, for an event. You know, hello, Yes. Where's the bathroom? And you know, if I'm out and I'm you know meeting single ladies, come uh, here <laughs> Do you come here often? Um, which I probably won't use at the nerd con because you know, the no, probably won't yeah. be going there. I'm often. putting it um, out
2: there right now, Michael. If you get lucky, I am more than happy to give you the the apartment for the evening, and I will make myself scarce
0: for a candle of dinner. She came through the dinner, she just she left with the minis.
2: Yeah, you're gonna come
1: and, back at like one in the morning, he's just gonna be like chugging one out in the, the living room. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be your tournament away. Um, <laughs> yeah, so
0: there's some other Danish phrases, you know, like meat no meat luft po de no, no sorry. Mit 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 er filled met all. My hovercraft is full of eels. <laughs> could be, could be. Probably like, yeah. Yeah. Tak, manga, tak, tools and talk, Tools and tak, you can guess what that means. Tools and tak. Something day? Mm, no. To, to, what's, you're, you're part of Swedish, what's tak?
1: Tak, or tak?
0: Tak, tak. Uh, T-A-K. I don't know, what is tak? Thanks. Tools and, what does tools and sound like in yeah, English? Yeah, yeah two thousand yeah Thousand Yeah, thousand thanks. Unskilled. Und,
1: There's uns- no chance he's getting
2: lucky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's quite, it's actually quite cool to read because it's like, ah, oh, it's kind of sad. I mean, good. fortunately,
2: and what I'm banking on is I've been told that most people over there do speak English, so I'm not yeah, really speak, worried about language God, body, so I'm not, Yeah, I'm not convinced. Uh, Spanish, Danish there. I think he's just...
1: No, but it's actually
0: funny, right? So I'm gonna. I mean, again, maybe there's an. In, maybe there's some listeners who can help us out here, right? But I actually think I could get away speaking German in a Danish accent, and people answering in, in well, Danish. Well, you can
1: definitely pick things out, right? Like both yeah. German and English. There's like similarities there.
0: Hvor kommer du fra? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Come. Yeah. Yes,
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me, I've got yeah.
0: two questions to our audience members, in particular to um henry and podcast like a motherfucker those guys right um number one can i get away speaking german in a danish accent or generic scandinavian accent two if i learned swedish because i have a swedish audio course will i get away with swedish um let us know in the comments below.
1: i mean historically <laughs> the swedes and the danes don't get on that much so I yeah no know but it's, a, it's I... a
0: talking point you know it's um you presume i speak swedish you, I mean, po- Swedish is an official language in Finland, for example.
1: Well, that's because it was part of the Swedish Empire. Of course,
0: and and part of the Russian Empire, if you know, man. <laughs> um, controversial. <laughs> yeah, but it was during the um, I think like eighteen o eight or eighteen o three or something.
1: Um. Yeah, but the whole World War Two thing makes it a bit.
0: Oh, I forgot about that. To be honest, I was thinking Napoleonic things. Um, any of our Finnish listeners? I wonder how like, that could. There's a really cool story. Anymore. <laughs> There's a really cool story, or like, like a um, funny word thing in Finnish. It's the story of Mr. Coco, and and this is an ex- exchange in Finnish. It's like one this guy says, "This isn't going to get
1: us in trouble, is it?"
0: No, no, no. I mean, it's it's, it's actually quite cute. Uh, one guy, one guy says, "Coco, coco, coco," and then the other guy answers, <laughs> oh, I've heard this before." And then the third person is like, coco, coco," and it means like. It's like Coco get wood for the fire, and he's like wood for the fire, and then the other guy's like yes, yes, Coco wood for the fire, and it's like that's a comprehensible. That doesn't seem exchange. Like, that's real. It's real. Look up. Look up, Mister Coco.
2: Finish. I think I think I've heard this before. I mean, I am a man of the world, after all. That's true.
1: So if yeah. you survive that, you can survive anything. <laughs>
0: if, you, if you survive that, you can survive nerdcon. So hopefully, sign up the guy there.
1: Uh, a massive thank you to Michael for once again joining us and talking shit with us. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, and please do go check out all the people we mentioned, so go check out the Veil vale Ages, the uh, Essence of War guys, and... Madat, Madat YouTube my channel, YouTube. PTG, check out PTG. Uh, and importantly, if you are interested, go and check out NordCon if you want to get in contact with paul and i you can do so through a variety of mediums you can grab us in the forum i am lost cause paul is space goblin we are on twitter i am MGR, lost cause paul is space goblin one or you can be more conventional and you can send us an email at scottish ninth age at gmail.com and the last thing for me to do is to thank paul for putting up with us all and uh, we will love you and leave you and see you in the next episode
0: bye guys See you
1: guys. Oh.